Hello and welcome to the Pin My Love podcast, Sofa Sessions Season 1. This space is cultivated for women to be revived, live empowered, and grow. We believe in awakening the power of the written word through our pen, but more importantly, our lives. A new episode drops every Monday, and we are so honored that you are here, journeying with us through every season of life. For more info, blogs, and content, visit pinmylove.com. A big hello to all of our existing followers and new followers. Um, We are on episode six of Pin My Love's podcast, Sofa Sessions, season one. We're so excited to have you here, Um, whether you've just joined us or you've been following us this entire time. We are having fun with this. We are. Yes, we love it. We are literally sitting on my sofa, (laughs) drinking coffee, and having amazing conversation. And now this episode is going to be um, based on finding grace for your season. And this is probably one of my favorite ones because we could all use a little more grace. That's right. (laughs) So this is one that I kind of brought to the table because it's something that I've been living out for the last 18 months, I feel. Mm -hmm. Um, So when I had my daughter, I um, went in for my six uh, six weeks my six week appointment and got cleared. Everything was good at 10 o'clock. And then at 11 o'clock I showed up to work and I started working again and I was working 11 hour days and I was, I had a six week old at home Mm -hmm. and it was exhausting and daunting and you're hormonal. And it was a really hard season for me. And I worked at a church and, um, COVID had hit and it was just a really, really Insanity. odd, mm-hmm. hard season for me. You worked an 11 hour day and you also worked at a church. Yes. It was not the one and the same. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was that jobs. was a different job. So, you know, and, and anyone, you know, if I, I'm sure if I talk to every single one of you listening, you all have crazy seasons. Mm-hmm. You've had crazy seasons like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was, um, it was pre, it was a Sunday morning. It was before service had started and I was breastfeeding my daughter and I got, I stood up to leave. I was exhausted um, because of everything I just told you. And I looked in the mirror and I started bawling. And I was just like, Lord, I am so tired. I cannot do this anymore. Mm. And I felt the Lord tell me, there's grace enough for you in this season. Mm. And it really, that really like pulled me. Sorry, I'm emotional because I'm uh, <laughs> pregnant again. But um it really pulled me through that really hard yeah. time. And any time I'd feel overwhelmed, I'd be like, no, there's grace enough for me yeah. in the season. And, and just realizing, yeah. you know, I don't have to do it on my own. Um, anytime I feel like I don't have a gr- enough grace in my life, he has more than enough. Yeah, um, so and so I kind of want to read a verse um, that anytime I think about that phrase, mm-hmm. this verse comes to mind. It's 2 Corinthians twelve nine, and it says, But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. Mm. And I think that that's, um, for me, is a really good verse that it says, my, his power is made perfect in my weakness because a lot of times we want to hide our weakness. We don't want to yeah. show our worst self. Um, but he asks us instead mm to boast in that because when you show people how weak and vulnerable you are, but you made it through, that is when his glory and power is shown the most in that season. I love that. It, um, 
I definitely think I love how you took power in that moment or you like you took a grip on that thought and that emotion and that you know like no I will lean on the grace of the Lord in that mm-hmm. moment um, there's so much power in what thoughts we're agreeing with yeah you know are mm-hmm. you gonna agree in that moment with a thought that says I am not enough mm-hmm. you know or are you gonna turn that not enough into but God is yeah you know good. what are you gonna dwell on what are you gonna agree with um, we live in, in such a such a go culture you know that that probably would be like, go Brooke, go Brooke. If Look you were- at you doing all these yes. things. You boss mom. Yeah. You're yes, working babe. and you're, you're breastfeeding your daughter and you're Absolutely. pumping every two hours. Hashtag and boss babe. I'm dying yeah. on the inside. You know I mean? and, <laughs> yeah. and I just think there can be a little bit of negativity found in that or yeah. toxicity better. Yeah, that's a better um, word. It's a better it. word because we have people shoving this idea. You are enough. You are so enough, girl. They're just shoving it down your throat. Be proud of who you are. Yes. And Mm -hmm. I posted on my Instagram recently. It was a few weeks ago because I was just so stirred up by the Lord about this. Like we need to stop trying to convince ourselves. You're enough, Hannah. You're enough self, you know, and start convincing ourselves. No, the Lord says he is enough. That's right. He says his grace is enough, you know, and uh, we wanted to talk about how whenever we can receive grace like that, it becomes something that we can extend. Yeah. You know, it's it's like the Lord, you allow the Lord to start filling up your cup instead of trying to fill it yourself. Mm-hmm. And He overflows, yeah. you know, He overflows mm-hmm. it. And you're able to pour that out on other people who you see are struggling with that, you know, whether you see them striving or you see them hurting, you're like, listen, hurt and lean on the Lord. Yeah. You know, be hungry for that, what you're going for, what you're striving for, but be hungry for it with the Lord and lean on Him during this season. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's like when you come to the end of yourself, you find that His grace is sufficient. And for me, in my life, I've had to go through seasons where I've had to (laughs) get to the end of myself. Absolutely. And it's been brutal because the Lord has really had to, like, cut off some gnarly edges you know what I mean to get me into the spaces and the places that he wanted to take me and for me you know there was a really hard time um for Christian and I and in our marriage where I had a really hard time extending grace to him Mm -hmm. and we had gone to this biblical counselor and and he was amazing and like we started doing these one-on-one sessions with him and so we kind of shifted from marital to one-on-ones because Mm -hmm. in our marital sessions it was just kind of like a well he does this and she does this and he's like well let's get to the root of I think that's really yeah yeah." and so he started bringing up all of these things and he was like Monica you've gone through some pretty crazy stuff like you need to have grace for yourself and like when he said that I was like Mm -hmm. oh man like I've still, again, tried to hold on to that perfect perfectionist mentality that like, I can't let these walls down. And so for me, the Lord has had to kind of let me run out myself in a sense. Like, can I outrun myself Mm -hmm. so that I can pace with him? Yeah. I'm almost ashamed of how I have to exhaust every single resource at my fingertips before I run to the Lord. And will I ever learn is the question. (laughs) You will. Because we are always going to make you know, that we're always going to have that carnal first thought. We're always going to, you know, respond 
you know what, I don't want to say we're always going to respond with our flesh because I think the repetition of that and doing it consistently, it starts to become a habit. Mm -hmm. And I think, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that we can absolutely establish biblical habit, biblically habitual thought processes. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. And kind of going off of what you were saying, Monica, I think you kind of have to come to a point where you're just okay with Mm -hmm. not being okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I know for me, I've talked about this a little bit in prior episodes, but, um, I dealt with infertility for two years, which you did as well, Mm -hmm. Monica. And, um, for me, it really, um, it put me through a lot of refining and mm-hmm. um, searching the heart of the Father and searching my own heart in you know, ways that I would be bitter towards other people who got pregnant like that or mm-hmm. whatever it looked like. And I had to come to grips with the fact that I wasn't okay. And in this season of pain and heartache and questions, a lot of nastiness came out and that is okay. And actually that's a beautiful thing Mm -hmm. because when we're allowing the pressures of life to come, um, the Lord then is, you are allowing his fire to come. And it's like when you are taking a piece of coal and you have to have pressure and fire to Mm -hmm. create a diamond. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think I, I remember every time I was in that season, I kept being reminded of that. Like I have to go through this Mm -hmm. to get something beautiful and that's okay. I just have to have grace for myself. Like I cannot always be perfect. And I'm, the Lord isn't asking us to always be perfect. What he's asking us to be is honest and real Mm -hmm. and raw because when Mm -hmm. we are trying to be perfect with the Lord, we're putting up a wall between you and him. And if you just come to him and you're like, this is what I'm dealing with. He's like, I know. And almost every time I would feel his embrace and his kindness and his goodness. And he would bring people into our, my life to extend that grace to me. Mm -hmm. And I'm thankful that they had the capacity. They had that understanding of the Lord to extend that grace to me. Yeah. And I think sometimes we have to go through it to be able to extend it. I think that's Mm -hmm. so good. And I think in so many of our Christian circles, you know, we've experienced some faulty mentalities when it comes to the grace of God, Mm -hmm. like that it's not okay to have a process with the Lord and Mm -hmm. to let this uh, season run its course in a sense. Like we're supposed to just get up, fix it, put a happy face on you're a Christian, smile, yeah, right. or you have the Lord. And Jesus is good and he's got yeah. it. Okay, too, yeah, but also to be stressed. what else are yeah. you feeling? Like your feelings yeah, are okay. Yeah. You don't stay in them, but acknowledge them, work think, through them. And that's why I love David so much. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because he is really awesome. I heard someone so say that real. most of the time in David's prayers, when we look through the Psalms, it was rare that his circumstances changed but his heart was ever changing. But you like, there's this thread in this process with the writings of David Mm -hmm. where you see how intimate he was with the Lord that even in the midst of some of the craziest circumstances, like even the process of being refined himself and falling into sin, that the Lord never turned his back on him. Like he was more afraid of what people were going to do to him. That they were going to murder him. Murder him, but his heart was so tethered to the Lord that he was like, I don't care. Like, yeah. I'm more concerned with what you think about the situation and what I've done than anybody else around me. Mm-hmm. And I think we have to get to that place where we're so in tune with the Lord and we're so raw before Him yeah. mm-hmm. that we're like, okay, Lord, I'm willing to walk this process out 
and lean on your grace. And not like the sloppy grace where it's like, oh, I can do whatever I want and, you know, like live my life. But there's grace for you when you mess up. Mm -hmm. And like, let's talk about shame for a minute because we're kind of getting there and hitting on that topic. But when it comes to grace, it's like we have so much shame Mm -hmm. that we bring into the equation. Mm -hmm. And I heard a really good um, example um, regarding shame. It said that like conviction, it has more to do with like, I guess, addressing behavior and character falls, but yeah. shame tries to wound who you are. Yeah, your identity. Your right? identity. Shame will call you a liar when you lied, you know? Yeah. And it will call you a cheater. It will call you different names, but yes. only the Lord calls you by the name that he gives you. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. his crazy, like, mm-hmm. amazing grace. Yeah. <laughs> that, like, he can walk us through those crazy situations right. and in seasons where, like Brooke was saying, I w- she didn't do anything wrong. She was just tired. I just <laughs> needed just, a nap. She just needed a nap. <laughs> she needed a day off. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but I do think that, you know, in, in everything I was doing, I am, you know, we can come back to, even if you, you know, maybe you were innocent, but for me in that season, I wasn't sinning. I was just worn down and tired. Right. And I needed to know that I wasn't failing. Right as a mom or yeah. a wife. Yeah. I just felt like a failure. And right. I feel like the Lord in that moment was like, I have enough grace for you. You're doing like, he didn't even tell me you're doing a good job. I felt like sure. it was like, because I have grace for you, like you are enough in this yeah. season. And I needed that. I needed that reassurance. And it's, my husband could have said it 5,000 times, but I needed to know that like the Lord in the, in the craziness of that season, that He was still there with me. Yes, it's um, so good. And I think it's scary when you are vulnerable, and in those weakest states, you just feel like you're letting all these people down. Sure. Um, so I'm gonna real quick run off a little bit off topic of what we were talking about, but something that we were talking about, Monica and I, a little bit ago was. Um, you, it's important when you're in these seasons to find friends that will um, get in the trenches with you mm-hmm. and stay with you through your mess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the verse that comes to my mind is I think a lot of times people are really good with rejoicing when we rejoice, but we need to find friends who are going to weep when we weep right. um, and stick with us in the mess and in the muck. Yeah. It, it You know, back to the season where Christian and I experienced some pretty difficult moments in our marriage. And honestly, like we kind of had hit this wall, um, why it was four or five months old. And we had hit this place in our marriage where we didn't really know if we were going to make it. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I can remember, yeah. say I, I didn't know if we were going to make it. Yeah. And that's a really scary place to be. Yeah. I got get emotional. <laughs> but um, we were very raw before the Lord. And we were like, we didn't know what else to do. We, we'd done the counseling thing. We, you know, we had come to the end of ourselves and like Christian kept telling me, you know, I have some friends, the pastor, Josh and Leslie, they, they said we could just come over and talk to them if we needed to. And I was like, I don't need to talk to anybody else, you know, like talk to God, I've talked to the Lord and I'm (laughs) I'm talked out, you know? And, um, Nathan had known pastor Mm -hmm. Josh and Leslie, like his whole life since basically he since yeah. he was yeah. 15. And so I trusted Nathan and I was like, okay. And you know, Christian was like, 
you know, Nathan told me that they had walked through something similar that we're walking through and maybe we'll do a podcast more in depth of yeah. like some of these um, sure. topics. Yeah. Topics and, and areas in marriage. But, um, I was like, okay, fine. Like we'll go, we'll go to their house. And, and literally like we walked in and I just felt so at home mm-hmm. and we sat on their sofa and we both just wept. Mm-hmm. Like Wyatt was on the floor playing toys. Yeah. I didn't even know these people, but they're <laughs> like, just tell us your story. And we cried. And like in that moment, like I'd never felt so free yeah. and so much grace. Mm-hmm. I think that was the biggest thing. It was like, whoa, like it's okay to be in this place. Yeah. Yeah. And they listened and they were a, a, a pillar of strength, probably more than they will ever realize. Um, But I think that's so important that we give grace to others. That same amount of grace that we've needed, we extend to others. And we're there for people in the trenches when they need us the most and through their mess. Like, stop telling people to get cleaned up before they can come to God and before they can come to you. Yeah, Like, let them be messy. Like, and... Let them be raw. I love that. I I feel like it's such a humbling experience to let someone so in with you. Yeah. Um, I definitely think it's necess- a necessary humbling yeah. because I 1,000% believe this, that you are not called to walk through any storm alone. Amen. Yeah. Ugh, so God good. did not put you on this earth by yourself. No, man is an mm-hmm. island. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And I went through... Um, a really rough time with postpartum anxiety. And I was probably still at the very beginning stages of it, and I was having a bad day. It was a Sunday. Me and all of our friends are at the same church. Mm -hmm. We're just there doing life. And something triggered my anxiety during worship practice, which is like early. Mm -hmm. And I still had two services to get through. And so in between worship sets, I would go to the nursing room and... Um, let my nursing baby at the time sleep on me and I would just try to get through these waves you know and someone finally asked me if I was okay this was at the end of service I went up to the closest person I was or the person I was closest to and I said she said are you okay and I just shook my head and tried to hold myself together (laughs) and she said okay hand me your baby so she took my baby and I was already crying at this point I didn't hold myself together failed (laughs) I tried, but I failed. But it's and okay not to be okay, right? I know. It's okay not to be okay, guys. It's okay not to hold it together. and Because the whole church saw me, you know, on their way out. Church was over, but they were all still there. So they saw me, which was humbling in and of itself. But um, church ended, and she still had my baby. She was like, you're going to come over to my house today, and it's going to be okay. Yeah. And I went over to her house. She drove my car with my baby. I drove her car by myself. And I'm telling you... I'm a 26-year-old mom, and my friend who has her own husband, her own life, her own kid to take care of, and she puts me up at her house. She makes me ramen noodles. She takes care of me, her family, my baby. I take a nap in her bed, Mm -hmm. and um, I'm getting ready to leave. I'm nervous to drive home by myself because I felt so crippled all day Mm -hmm. and broken. I felt like... I was so ashamed, you know, to be there as a leech is what I felt like. That was the Mm. enemy, you know, trying to tell me that. But I'm getting in my car to leave, and I'm like, I'm so sorry for all that I put you through today, you know. And I think about if she had apologized to me, 
mm. in that moment. Like if it was reversed yeah, and I did everything that I could have t- to taken care of her, to have taken care of her, I would be just overjoyed to yeah. do that for her. Yeah. yeah, And it was the most humbling experience as a grown woman just to be taken care of like I was a child. Mm. And I mean, she was down there with me, you know, mm-hmm. and it got me through that day. Yeah. And I can tell you right now, it got me through the season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, knowing that she was there for me like that. Yeah. And going through that, I can look back at someone else who's facing it and say, I know this is a scary bridge, mm-hmm. but you can cross it. Exactly. And I think that there's power in these testimonies. Um, and I think when I hear these, you know, stories of you guys talking about, you know, people walking alongside you Mm -hmm. who have been through it before or who haven't, who just have a gifting of loving people. Um, I'm reminded that a lot of times these people who get in the trenches with us, I feel like the Lord puts them there Mm -hmm. to reflect his love and his heart for us. And I just want to give kind of an encouragement to you guys and a challenge, um, to, you know, look around you. And if there is anyone that you're seeing that's having a hard time, um, I want to challenge you to extend some grace to them today, whatever that looks like, maybe reach out to them. One thing that I say to people who I know are going through a hard time isn't, Hey, how are you doing? I ask them, how is your heart today? Um, because Mm -hmm. that can't lie, you know, Mm -hmm. you can't say, Oh, my heart is okay. (laughs) Um, and so I just challenge you Mm -hmm. to ask, don't be afraid to ask. Don't be afraid to help. Um, like your friend who just went right in and, and told you control. Yeah. And sometimes that's Mm -hmm. what it's going to take, you know, read the room. Maybe that's not what it takes, but, um, I just want to encourage you guys to extend grace because you've been giving, given more than enough grace. And there will be a season where maybe you need that. And I love that. I think whatever you're looking for today, you know, ask the Lord, to give you his eyes because whatever it is you're searching for, he can be that because he's totally more than enough. His grace is sufficient for Mm -hmm. every season, every moment, and every person. Brooke, why don't you read that verse again and end us on that? Got it. Okay, so, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me.